Hey, it's the Brian and Kendra Show. Part two. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about foreclosures, but yes. then we accidentally talked a lot about short sales. Which is... Which is the first part. It's like it's like the precursor to a short sale. Right. I'm sorry. It for, could be. I said that wrong. Precursor short to sale, a foreclosure. Yes, a short sale is a precursor to a foreclosure. Like we can do a short sale to prevent you from foreclosure. We hope, and that would be our... That would be That's the best case scenario want. inside of that situation. Okay, so really quick recap. And if you missed it last week and you're like, what on earth are these people talking about? Yeah. Okay, so a short sale is um, is whenever a seller finds themselves unable to make their payments. And after they haven't made their payments for usually it's three payments mm-hmm. that have been missed. Yep. Then they might be eligible for a short sale in which they would, if their home is not sellable at the value in which they owe on their mortgage, mm-hmm. their mortgage company may take less. They may take a short amount of what is owed and, and allow us to sell it less so that they can be out of the situation and everybody can move on. And how can they do that? I know we're getting back into the short sale. You have to make it snappy. Mortgage insurance. <laughs> you got a bunch of people pay mortgage insurance because they owe more than 80%. Right. Mortgage insurance is one of those things that helps compensate the banks for this loss. So you, if you think about it business-wise, you're paying for insurance against the bank losing money on your house. So don't risk your family's anxiety, stress, right. and livelihood. Like don't risk your family's mental health. If you're going to lose your house, don't risk all that. The bank's right. insured. Yes. We don't like it. No. But they're insured. It's part of the risk of their end. Mm-hmm. You buy the house saying, I think I can do it. I'm going to buy the house. I'm going to do the thing I can to do it. Oh, I can't do it. It's a business transaction. Now the bank has insurance against it. They're going to get covered on a very amount of money. So they're willing to take a loss because they're, they'll just file it on the insurance. The insurance paid them. They don't lose anything. Right. You're still the loser mm-hmm. in the transaction because it's, and I don't mean to use it that way, but <laughs> you're losing. Let's make it. Tolerable. The loss hurts you the most is what you're yes, saying. that's what I'm trying to say. And we recognize that because it's an emotional and a financial hurt here. Yeah. It, it's a big deal. and We totally get that. So short sales were, um, if you find yourself in that position and you are late on your payments and you cannot make them and you don't know what to do, you don't think you can sell it for what it's worth, mm-hmm. call us. Yeah, don't wait till three months. Let us help you. Let's start now. Hey, I can't make next month's payment. See okay. what we can do. Let's start gathering all the information we need yes. so that in 90 days we are ready. Yes. So, obviously, we can try to sell it now for what you owe, but we want to be ready for worst-case scenario, which we think, we hope worst-case scenario is just a short sale. Right. So, okay. okay. So, then we wanted to talk about foreclosures, um, and we had kind of touched just briefly last week that, in a reminder, the short sale is a person. Short sale is selling from um, An individual. Some, a dude that you could maybe run into at Walmart, and then... Um, a foreclosure is actually with you're dealing with the institution, so you're you're trying to negotiate with a bank or or with actually usually with their vendors, with their right. asset managers that you'll probably never see. I mean, most likely, unless it's rare, a local rare, bank, rare. unless it's local bank, you will never see the people that we are negotiating with. Right, and so it's a totally different ball game in every in every way, shape, or form. Right. So first. Let's talk about like a HUD foreclosure because those are a heck ton of work. Can we talk about? Sorry, I'm looking oh, at No, you go ahead. Can we talk about? You're the boss. So, so not usually here. <laughs> <clears throat> so when we go, so when it goes from, from for when it when it goes from the owner to the institution, okay. how does the institution take possession of the property? You tell me. Okay, so 
Because I know you want to. Yeah. So when you lose the house, <laughs> when when the, when the individual quits making payments and the bank finally takes position, it's a court. It's a it's a lawsuit. They sue you, less pendants at the court. Um, they go in front of the judge. Hey, they didn't make their payments. We want possession of the house. Okay. Then you have to do a sheriff sale. So to get possession of the house, you have deed in lieu of foreclosure, which right. you used to sign the deed over and hand it to the bank. They now own it, which is better than a foreclosure. So short sale, mm-hmm. deed in lieu, and then foreclosure. Right. So if you don't do a deed in lieu of foreclosure and give them back the house, then the option that goes to share sale. Sheriff sale is a very risky way to buy a home. Mm-hmm. Again, you're buying it at the steps of the courthouse. With very little information. With a sheriff's sale, this is you kind of talked about this in the last show. You do not get the opportunity to go into the house, and you do not get the opportunity to do inspections. And there might be you people are, living in the house. Right, and and you don't even get a title opinion. Mm. Like, you literally go to the courthouse, you bid, you win, you get the deed, boom, you're done, right? 30 days. It has to be confirmed at the sheriff's sale. Okay. So, sheriff's sale, I buy the house, then I got to wait 30 days so that the homeowner... The homeowner has the right to could they still own the house until the confirmation okay. of the sheriff's sale. Okay. So it's about thirty days. So during that thirty days, you can have an abstract bill, do a title okay. opinion. If there's a problem with the title, they have to give you a they give you a sheriff's deed saying that there's no issues with the title. If okay. you have a title opinion that says there's an issue, like, oh, that guy really doesn't own it, then you can back out. Okay. So there is a little bit of Okay. You have a little bit of a window. If you know what you're doing, you can do a title opinion. You okay. gotta be quick. But so let's say my title opinion for my sheriff's sale um shows I don't know, like a, a tax judgment, a hundred thousand dollar tax judgment. Wipe- my house is worth eighty thousand. <clears throat> Am I still buying that house? Yeah, because a sheriff's sale wipes all as long as they're notified, they're wiped from the judgments. All of them. So a, a sheriff's sale clears all judgments. I swear we just had a situation where we ended up having to pay the judgments of things that had happened prior to a sheriff's sale. Um, property tax? No. Is not included? I thought it was like mowing liens. Um, that was an error. Okay. Because it was filed after the sheriff's sale. Okay. And it wasn't included in the sheriff's sale, so it had ah, to be. Ah, so it applied. Okay, gotcha. Um, so it's one of those like, okay. um, so yes, yeah, so anything that's a municipal lien or a judgment, you want to make sure that they're checking those. Okay. Because you those don't get cleaned off. Okay. With a sheriff's sale, if they're not done correctly. Okay. So, seller can still come back in between the sheriff's sale and the confirmation. They can still take back the property, yes. and then you're you don't have to spend the money and and but you don't get right. house. Okay. <clears throat> but let's say the confirmation happens, you get the house, then you're what? Your you, owner. Your owner. Your owner. Now you go to the house. The if good, the bad, the ugly. The good, the bad, the ugly. You go to the house. You have no keys. You have no nothing. Break in. You get to break in. But it's your house, so it's, it's your fine. your house, it's fine. You're not going um, to jail for that. If somebody's living there, now you have to honor the Oklahoma Landlord-Tenant Act. Oh, my gosh. You have to evict them. You have to evict them. So that's if you want so them out. Crazy. So I have, a, I have a, an investor that's bought a couple at sheriff's sale. He goes to the house, knocks on the door, and it's like, hey, oh, I didn't realize you was living here. No, we've been renting. We didn't realize it was in foreclosure. What are you paying rent? 800 a month. Great. Okay, Sign here. And he just continues their rent. Which is kind of awesome. Which is kind of awesome. It's, because you didn't, I don't know. Didn't have to evict him, and then you didn't yes. have to do nothing. And the crazy thing is the guy that was making $800 a month wasn't making his payment. I know, uh, right? Okay. All right, so, so moving on. So okay. there's a share sale. And then, so then we're the talking bank, about people so, that we're buying from. So if the bank, if an individual buys it at the share sale, now they own the house. If okay. nobody goes to the share sale, nobody mm-hmm. buys it, now the institution owns it. Okay. And then so, they start all that process. 
So now the institution, we're going to fast forward. Okay. The institution has listed the property. Now it's um, available for purchase. Okay. Okay. So a lot of times, like, like I'm, again, I'm going to just tag on Julia here mm-hmm. in our office. She does so many foreclosures. She is, she and Kathy Brown are the current foreclosure queens, mm-hmm. right? Wouldn't yes. you say that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Kathy Brown's been doing foreclosures, like, since before you and I were. Before our parents were born. I don't, really? Yeah. Our parents are not, no, there's only like 15 years. <laughs> she's been doing years. it since she's 20. Yeah, but, okay, well, close to. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Man, Kathy Brown is a rock star. Yeah. Can you imagine she's put up with all you guys for You first. Few years. Anyway. Gosh, threw me like that. Okay. Anyway, all that to say, the work that they do for foreclosure absolutely blows my mind. Blows my mind. They are not dealing with. The people that are really in charge, they're dealing mm-hmm. with an asset manager. Right. And the asset manager says, do this, do this, do this. They've never seen the property. They're absolutely clueless. They don't understand Woodward. That's yeah. why sometimes you see prices that you think are out of this world when a foreclosure <clears throat> comes on the market. Mm-hmm. We give them a, a broker price opinion. Julia and Kathy do that almost monthly, I think. Right? Mm-hmm. It is absolutely crazy. But this vendor is trying to get back as much money as they can. Okay. Yes. When you go to make your offer on these properties, here's things I want you to know. One, response time is not quick. No. Like they are going to wait and see if they can get other offers in before they respond to you. They do not care that you came in first. They don't care. They just want to see all the offers. And then they don't care if you just gave them the amount of money that they asked for. They're still going to come back to more than two offers or more than one offer and say, and we want your best and highest offer. Mm-hmm. They rarely take an offer that is sent in. It rarely. almost always comes back with a counter or with um, best and highest. Mm-hmm. Explain best and highest. So best and highest mean doesn't always mean the most amount of money. Um, so best could be cash as is, where is, no inspections, close in two weeks. And it's t- right. 10000 lower than the last offer. That's how I purchased my house in Wichita. We were the best offer. Right. We weren't the highest offer. Right. I'm going to talk about that again a little bit more in a minute. Okay. Um, but I want—I just really want to reiterate that buyers need to be aware Yes. that this <clears throat> turns into a mess, and it feels like they're trying to make you auction because mm-hmm. they kind of are. They are. Like, they want all. They want everybody to they don't offer, know you and either. they want they you to come back. No emotion to yeah, them. It's not like, hey, I'm so excited you're buying the house. No, it's like— It is all business. It's all business. All business. Okay, so the offer and the response time to the offer— Lengthy. Right. And then um, we make you sign our contract most of the time. And mm-hmm. then they tell us, no, we don't like your contract. We want you to use our contract. Yes. Or if you use your contract, yes, you, you use, you also have to use our addendum, which negates which half of what you put into your contract. <laughs> yeah. So the paperwork is extreme. It and is. if you if you are a detailed person, you might ask for that in advance so that you have plenty of time to read through it. Because I'm talking some of these, I, I know back in the day. Some of our packets were like 30, 45 pages. Yes. I mean, it was insane. It was crazy. The foreclosure company is also going to require a proof of funds. Mm -hmm. So either like your bank statement saying that you truly have $100,000 that you can purchase this home with, or they're going to want um, a lender letter. And they used to be very specific. Like I remember finally, because I had had a lender letter rejected multiple times. And I finally had to say, I need your letter to say, buyer is... um, pre-approved to purchase this property at this address for this amount pending clear title. Yes. Like you, 
they it was so dang specific and order they were kicking back my lender letters. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Okay, so there are some things that they're going to require of you with your offer. Copy of your earnest money check, but we don't even know who you're supposed to write it to half right. the time. <clears throat> so some of it feels so ludicrous. Like I, it is absolutely nuts. Be prepared. Be ready to take that step because mm-hmm. we know it's a pain in the rear for you. It's going to be invasive. We're going to be calling. Oh hey, we need gosh. letters. When you actually need it by five o'clock, it's four two four four twenty five. Yeah. You have to go to the bank right now. Like, yes. It feels horrible, and we hate it, and we're sorry. But if you want your offer to be seen well, that's what we got to do. Yes. Okay. All right. <clears throat> then once we're finally under contract, so they accepted your lender letter and your offer and your earnest money, and they accepted you above and or beyond the other offers that were submitted. Um, now we do all the signing. You may have already signed your contract, but now they're going to sign it, and then they're going to send it back with more things for you to sign. Yes. Just. Yep. Be aware. Be like aware. I, I think they just make stuff up. I think they're like, wow, this guy signed everything. Watch him. We'll they make him jump through this it. hoop, and then we're going to make him jump through there. This is so much fun. What a game. <laughs> I mean, I know I sound ridiculous, but it feels it like, that. Feel like that. It already says. It's as is right here six times, but they also want it to be right here that yes. it says it. And so, I mean, mm. it's absolutely crazy. Mm. Be ready for the paperwork. We're sorry. We didn't make it up. <clears throat> we don't want to do it either. Yeah. Trust me, I don't want to do it either. Yeah. Yeah. But we have to. So be prepared for that. Yeah. Okay, then during the process, we talked about this, I think, last show. I can't remember because it all runs together. But um, once we're under a contract, we get your earnest money deposited. It may not be local. They might make us send it to their bank in San Francisco. I don't know. Yeah. Like, we just can't tell you in advance because a lot of times we don't know until we're under a contract and they send us those paperwork. Mm-hmm. So. Um, now we might have the option, <laughs> might, might have the option to do inspections. Yes. You might, most likely, will have to dewinterize property, do your inspections, and potentially winterize it back. Yes. Be ready for that. Yep. They are not going to turn the utilities on for you. This is, goes back to risk versus reward. Oh, man, oh, man, is oh, man, oh, man. Oh, man. couple three to a couple thousand dollars worth of investment to hopefully buy this house worth the risk. Yes. Okay. Once we get all that finished, then there's like this rush for closing. And if you've got a lender that isn't like a local in-house lender, bless your heart, because it's really going to be fun. Mm. Because the way that they want to do things, the way that you need to do things, it gets all kind of hairy. Um, we always, it seems like we always have to have that settlement statement. 72 hours, I think, is what it normally is. Mm. It's been a while since we have to do one of these. They want that settlement statement to them like 72 hours before closing. A lot of times the banks don't even get those done until a day or two before closing. So it's kind of crazy, like without a doubt. We have to navigate a, the, a mm-hmm. lot of those waters. You just got to be patient with yeah, us. Yeah, so cash flow closer is buying cash with cash is like option A. You know, you have a 75% chance of making it work. Right. Local in-house conventional loan bank, you know, it's like 30%. Right. And you use some crazy mortgage company out of Tennessee you know, our, our likelihood of making that thing all works ten percent. Like it's right. it's going to be hoops and juggles and skip, jump, roll. Yes, tuck and roll type situation. Tuck and roll. Okay. All right. Next step. Um, I want to talk about the loan types since you kind of touched okay. on that. So the offers they definitely love seeing those cash offers first, right? And then they like those in house, just like you said. But when we're doing a secondary market loan, mm-hmm. so um, this this might mean even that you're using Bank Seven or you're using Ceiling State Bank, you're using one of our local banks, but it's a secondary market loan, so it's not their in-house. It's their it's the other part that requires so much right. more work. Right. Okay, so whenever we have that kind of a loan, 
what challenges are we looking at? Are they going to do repairs? First and foremost, I mean, the lender is going to require an appraisal. Yes. On a secondary market loan, they're more likely to require repairs. Absolutely. Based off the appraisal. So if there's a foreclosure and it needs a bunch of repairs, we're going to say... Not a good idea. Not a good idea. You're going to risk all this money and the chances of you getting a little bitty chance, like very little. So I'm going to put you on the spot because we didn't talk about this while ago. We, I think um, one of our agents, a couple of our agents in our office co-opted recently and sold a foreclosed property. It may have even been a manufactured home. And it ended up being an FHA loan, which is um, a fantastic loan product, but a little bit harder in the terms mm-hmm. of condition. Um, FHA wants oh, yeah. safe, sanitary, all these different things. They have some very specific guidelines for how the condition of the property needs to be. Right. This foreclosed property did not meet those conditions. It was in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. How much money was spent in order by the by the agents, by you, by the buyer? The, so it's, to get it to get it ready to close. So it's against the law for the agents to spend money on the house. Oh, so it wasn't the agents. So the sellers. So the sellers. <laughs> I mean the buyers. The buyers. <clears throat> not risk, the agents, I hear not you. Not the agents. Yes. The buyers risked their funds to make this thing happen. How much did they have to pay in order to get into that house? Just to do the repairs, to get the appraisal cleared, to allow them to close their loan. Yes. Um, it was like 700 and almost 800 bucks. Okay. This is on top of inspections. And this was quick. Like this is the appraiser's on... coming today. Mm-hmm. Here's the things he says he needs. Get he out there and get it He can't be back for a week. So we're like, so I called the appraiser. Hey, here's all the pictures of the property. Here's what we're assuming you're going to ask for. What all do you need? He's like, well, here's by your pictures. Here's what we think we need. Right. So the buyer and a contractor and a couple of his buddies from the real estate office show up. (laughs) And we helped reskirt the house, Mm -hmm. change a bunch of plugs, turn the water on. Um change out faucets because it'd been setting so long. Like, for really what we spent on the property, it was insane amount of work for the yes. little bitty amount of money we spent. Um, it should have been if I hired a real contractor and they know, nobody came over and helped, it would have been two or 3000 Right. Okay, so I wanted to make that point because that buyer took a heck ton of risk financially mm-hmm. and also the amount of time that he spent all the different things in order to be able to close the property. Yeah. Like sometimes it's that whole the value of the possession is seen in the intensity of the pursuit. Like he valued the idea of home ownership. Yeah. And and thus was very intense in his pursuit of it. In fact, putting down money that was above and beyond the appraisal that he has to pay for for his loan and his um, earnest money and above and beyond the mm-hmm. um, title work payment. I mean, all the different things. Then he also did repairs before he owned the property. Right. <laughs> that seems crazy. Yeah. We hate that. We don't like it. Mm-hmm. But we need you to understand if you've got a specific loan type and a, and a certain type of foreclosed property, these are things you might need to be aware of yeah. and be ready for. Um, we are going to let you know when we look at the property with you. We've got major concerns about this going FHA, USDA, VA. This is better conventional. This is better in-house. This is best cash. Cash. I mean, occasionally, the in-house bank loans are like, yeah, no, I'm not even touching that. Yeah. So, I mean, we try to help you to be aware of that, but we also need you to be um, able to do some of that work, too. Right. Right? Yes. Okay. Um, What is another way, when you're making your offer, like, I know the answer to this. I don't know if you're going to say what I want you to say, but... um, Yes, Kendra, what would you like me to say? <laughs> Whenever I make my offer, how do I make my offer look the best? 
you already said it. How do I make my offer look the best? Like, I don't care. I want this house and nobody's getting in my way. Cash How do I make as it the is, best? no inspections. Cash as is, no inspections. Almost, um, excuse me. Almost every one of those foreclosures now have like these little um, drop downs. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Do you, are you, how many days do you want for inspection? Zero. Yep. Um, how quickly can you close? 30 days sooner of clear title. Like, have your agent yeah. make those notes in because there's always a place <clears throat> at the bottom for remarks. Um, and, and actually, like the investor that I've worked with quite a bit, um, it's an in house bank loan, no inspections, pre approved, close as soon as we have clear title. That's all we have to have. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we got to get it done. And we're willing to close sooner. If you can close sooner, we can close sooner. Right. Like, 100%. But the, Here's what's tricky. Like we're literally saying, if you want to win, say no inspections. But we're also saying never Please buy without inspections. No. So it's really, really tricky. Mm-hmm. I think here's the I trick. Guess it comes back to risk versus reward, and how capable you are of getting things fixed. Well, and I think it also comes back to if you're going to live in this home, and you're putting your children in this home, or if this is you as an investor, and you know, I mean, you've already done the numbers. If you had to rebuild this house, how much would it be? Okay, I've already. I know. I know. I know and you're not worried about it, then don't worry about it and, mm-hmm. and say no inspections. Boom, your offer just looked better. If you're thinking, I'm pretty tight on my budget. I've got a family I'm about to put in this home. You you may not you may not want to take that risk. Right. And we wouldn't want you to take that risk. Yeah. So. <laughs> make, make, yeah. You got to make your, you got to protect. Risk versus reward. Yes, risk versus reward. Okay. Um, what else? Oh, how do you, whenever you're looking at a foreclosure, like what is the thing that you look for to help you to know if it's going to be a good investment? Are there certain factors that you're looking for? So I have an investor, he calls me and says, hey, I looked at this house, what do you think? And that means he wants me to tell him what the house is worth fixed up. Yes. So then we go back to, then when we go to the house, I'm like, hey, I think it's a $200,000 house. Then we walk through the house and be like, okay, the heater's old, if I have to replace it, it's this much money. Mm-hmm. He looks under the sinks, what kind of what kind of plumbing is it? Is it... You know, is it PVC? Is it copper? Is it galvanized? Is it PEX? Mm-hmm. What is it? Do I have to replace all that? <clears throat> if it's been vacant for more than a year, he just automatically assumes I'm doing a lot of plumbing. Right. Replacing every faucet in the house because of drive and gaskets. I'm probably replacing the water heater because it probably froze. Um, so, and then so he calculates kind of what that is. And then, so he and then the roof, we get on the roof, make sure there's no major damage on the roof. Um, Water leaks in the ceilings. We just make sure, like, uh, then we estimate, like, flooring. So your biggest systems are your plumbing, electrical, and heat and air. So we look at the breaker box, look at where the electric comes into the house, check the plugs, make sure they're not black. Like, we check the major systems that we can visually see. If you walk outside and you see that the sewer line outside cap is all dug up and exposed and you can see trash out of it, well, obviously, they've had sewer problems. We know we're going to have to replace the sewer line. So, So we have all of the warning signs kind of we've been through the system so if I go through a house I'm like hey this is a red flag see how the screws have been worn out on the electrical panel something's going on here you know the you know so so you you can see the warning signs so we'll go through all those and then we calculate it so it's two hundred thousand dollar house worst case scenario I'm going to spend fifty thousand fixing all this stuff mm-hmm. so that I'm going to make my offer at one twenty five I mean we he just kind of got his formula. So again, that's without an inspection. That's just us with lots of experienced non-inspectors, right? Seeing what we've seen and collaborating together mm-hmm. on on how we would predict failure. Okay, um, I wanted to know. Oh, that's my last question. Here we go over here. 
um, competitions for foreclosed properties. Is it competitive to buy a foreclosed property? So in Oklahoma City, yes. Like when they have a like a sheriff sale, there's could be 40, 50 people there. Really? It's crazy. how many normal how many people do you usually see for at a sheriff sale in Woodward County? Uh, a couple, Eight, one or five, two. Two. Yes. The one or two I've been to, there's been like I guess there I think I saw four or five <clears throat> buyers one time. So um in Woodward, like like there was a foreclosure we went to a while back and we're like, we both knew the people that lived there. And we went, we drove by the house. We're like, yeah, "Yeah, we're correct. So we went to the foreclosure auction and we both said, okay, it's going to take $5,000 to hazmat clean the house up. It needs a new roof. It needs new windows. It probably needs everything inside. Like it's almost a teardown, but it's in a great location. Mm -hmm. So like 25,000. But we knew it was going to bring 50 because the bank... In Yeehaw right. land has no idea the things that we know. Right. And sure enough, they bought it for like 55000 And we are going to go take pictures of that house today because this reminds me of it. If you want to be scared of buying a house without looking at it, this is the house. This is it. We're going to go take pictures, and I wish I could record the smell. I, mm, I'm glad you can't. I can taste I am, it right I now. I don't. From I here. I just need you to stop. <laughs> What, what you just said reminded me. Um, so, so a lot of times the banks send different um, agents out, and they send different appraisers out to do a drive-by inspection. Right. They want you to drive by, take pictures from the road, and don't think that's not weird and creepy feeling. Yes. Pictures of the signs to show that you're really there. Pictures of the mailbox to show that you've got the right number. Like all these different things. That's how they base their evaluation. Mm-hmm. So the outside might be kind of cute, but the inside might be the. That hasn't been cleaned mm-hmm. in seven years, and it might be that the plumbing quit seven years ago. I mean, I have a house in my brain right now, too, that I can think of. Like, you saw the outside, and you think, that's really cute. And you go inside, and you have to walk through paths that yes. doesn't even show the floor. Like, they don't know what the inside is because they don't usually send people in. Mm, not till they own it. Not till they own it. So, okay. What else? Um, man, we're almost out of time. Do you have yep. any success stories on foreclosures? Oh man, lots! I've got lots of good stories. Like I, I've had, um, I've had a, a, an investor guy buy a couple of houses, and we turned and sold them and made twenty and thirty grand, like mm-hmm. quick, like fast. Um, I've had some um, families purchase some homes that at a strong discount. Uh-huh. Walked in, house was tip top safe. So basically, like like the original people owned the house. Right. They, they, they tried to sell, tried to sell, just couldn't do it. Didn't understand the short sale process. Mm-hmm. Process, just pulled it off the market and moved. Well, they'd already moved. They'd already moved. So the right. house was ready to sell. Yes. They leave. Yes. The house was in tip top shape. So when it went foreclosure, it was just it was ready to live in. It was right. an immaculate house. Uh, we've had families purchase those types of deals. Um, yeah. I've had lots of good. The bad ones bad are ones. very awful. Mm-hmm. Like I have, I mean, it, they're burned into my nasal passages. You just mention it, I can smell it. Like it's bad. There, there have been a couple that working. We had, we had one that was sitting vacant a year, maybe more than a year, and we spent fifteen or twenty grand mm-hmm. trying to get the smell out of the house. I mean, we left all the windows and doors open because right. we didn't care. So what if a raccoon goes in there and right. dies? It'll smell better. Oh, my. So, yeah. 
Ah, that's so, a nice note to end on. Yeah. So there you go. If you want to <laughs> buy a foreclosure, smell foreclosure today? Yeah, yeah, call us. 580-334-2303. 580-216-0090. Yep. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>